Hi everybody, Johnny Mays here. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for joining me each and every day. And once again, thank you for being a partner with me in this ministry. Today I want to talk about genuine success, uh, how you have it and how it how you can find lasting significance. Because see, that's what I believe most of us want. We want uh, success and we want it to be lasting success. I mean, none of us want to be just some little mist on the face of the earth and then gone away. Uh, so today I want to talk about discovering the secret of greatness. And what is the secret of greatness? Well, I suppose you could ask several people what the secret to greatness is, and they would tell you, well, it takes talent, it takes education, it, it takes being at the right place at the right time. It's not what you know, but it's who you know. It's taking, it, it takes, uh, you know, making money, uh, having money. It takes, uh, you know, uh, fame, doing something fabulous that people enjoy. Well, what does God say? What does God say about the secret to greatness? And to do that, I want to look at the, perhaps the greatest example of greatness, and that's David, the king of Israel. Because he didn't start out a king, did he? He started out a shepherd and a poet, and he became a king. And he had many great achievements. But remember this, as many achievements as David had, God was not that impressed with all that. What impressed God and what made David great is found in the book of 1 Samuel, chapter 16. When God was speaking with Samuel, who was to anoint the next king of Israel, he tells Samuel, he says, do not consider the outward appearance or the heights of a person. He said, the Lord does not look at the things man looks at. Man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. You see, God says that the secret to greatness is found not outwardly, but inwardly. It's found in the heart. And what impresses God is not, you know, worldly achievement, but what impresses God is a broken and a contrite spirit, a, 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 a heart that's aligned with God. And that's what he looks at. In the book of Acts, the 13th chapter, uh, Paul was describing what, David's, uh, what God said about David. And he said, I found David, son of Jesse, a man after my own heart. He will do everything I want him to do. See, that's how God described David, a man that would do his will. So based on David's testimony, God's word shows us our hearts and what the Holy Spirit wants to work in our hearts is what's important and what makes us great. So in the face of a heart that has sinned, uh, of course, David had this kind of heart, but when he was, but when he sinned and when he was confronted by that sin, David didn't make any excuses and he didn't deny it either. And he didn't rationalize it either. He was quick to repent. And by repent, I mean that David was quick to admit to his sins. He took it seriously, turning his back on the way of life, and he turned to God for forgiveness, and he made the changes in his life he needed to make to not live in that kind of sin again. And see, that really is repentance. Repentance isn't just shedding a few tears, friends, and feeling sympathetic about yourself or bad about yourself. Repentance is an action that results 
and changing in a lifestyle that needs to be made. And if you're going to ever be great in the face of God, you've got to be willing to conform to God's word and be transformed by the renewing of your mind. The Bible tells the truth not only about God, but the thing about the Bible, it shows us who we are. It shows all of our problems, our, our faults, uh, our disgusting things. Amen. And the Bible showed David in his act of adultery. He showed him as a deceiver, as a betrayer, and quite frankly, indirectly, as a, as a murderer. So the Bible doesn't hide our sin. It, it reveals our sin. When confronted by God in Psalms 51, as David wrote, O loving and kind God, have mercy. Pity me and take away this awful stains of my sins. Wash me, cleanse me from this guilt. Let me be pure again, for I admit my shameful deed. Wow. And what did God say in Isaiah chapter 1? He says to us today, he says that we have all sinned in our lives. And when we look at the cross, it shows us our sins, doesn't it? It shows us all of our undoings. But it also says something to us about God's love. Because the cross calls us to turn away from sin. It calls us to trust God's love and make the changes in our lives that we need to be make. To deep, we need to make, and and that that's what God does. See, when you look at your heart, and God calls us to strive for a perfect heart, but we know that to, to look at our hearts, we have to look at what God says. Remember this side of heaven; it's a heart after God's heart that's important, and that means a repentant heart, and. Uh, I, I think about what the fellow said in the Bible, Lord Jesus, I don't seek kindness equal to that you gave to Paul, or do I ask for the grace you granted to Peter, but I ask for that forgiveness you gave to the thief on the cross. You see, greatness comes when in the face of sin we have repented. Amen. And Psalm 51 says God will not reject a repentant heart. See, God never gives up on us. Never. Amen. He's always there waiting for you to... Face your sins, repent of your sins, and to turn from your sins. And, you know, that's what we need to do. Praise God. Did you know, <clears throat> David, When if you look at his testimony, he was constantly at war uh, with neighboring countries. In fact, he was, King Saul even wanted to kill him out of jealousy. And so David would hide in the caves. He fought off the giants. He had incredibly fa incredible family problems. One son raped his sister. Another son killed the rapist. Another son rebelled and set up a ri rival throne. You talk about having to overcome stress, overcome uh, e internal problems. David had his hands full. But what did David say? He who dwells in the shelter of the highest will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God, in whom I trust. You know, when David experienced depression, he went before the Lord and began to worship God. That's where you find greatness, my friend. Humbling yourselves at the altar, humbling yourselves before the Almighty God, and confessing your sins and calling on God in your time of trouble. <laughs> I tell you, 
This is an example that I learned from David when I read about him. See, God never puts us in the dark room and locks the door. He steps He steps in it with us and he shuts the door and he's there with you to take you through these dark times, these horrible times. And this is how you lift yourself up out of the mire, out of the pit. This is how you make your testimony known. He, like David said, uh, when I called, you answered me. You made me bold and stout-hearted. See, when you begin to be strong in the Lord, you you gain a new confidence, a, a new sense of can do. I can get this done. I know I can. So listen to me. Check your heart. Do you, do you truly commit to trusting in the Lord? Amen. And David said, I trust the Lord with my whole heart and I will serve you. See, a heart after God's heart is a servant's heart because that's the kind of heart God has. That's what you see on the cross. The cross of Jesus bears that out and the words of Jesus add to it. He said, the son of man came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom, a sin sacrifice for the world. You see, when you and I look at the cross, we see the, the example really of a, of a great, of a greatness that's beyond anything to compare. Someone who's willing to lay down his life, not only for his friends, but for his enemies. Someone who's got his mind off himself and upon those around him. And Jesus tells the disciples, and he tells us also in Matthew, uh, instead, whoever wants to be great among you, he said, must be your servant. Greatness begins with a servant's heart, my friend. That's where you find greatness, in a servant's heart. And the challenge for every follower of Jesus is to be ready to serve, to be better to give, to re be ready to share, amen, to be ready to learn, to be able, ready to grow. That's, that's, that's the price of greatness, my friend. Remember, if you want greatness, you've got to be willing to pay the price. What did David say in 2 Samuel? He said, I will not offer to the Lord sacrifices that have cost me nothing. I will give to the Lord nothing that cost me nothing. <laughs> That's an amazing statement. See, a true call to serve God will cost us, uh, cost us, my friends. It will cost us. It means putting aside personal ambitions, put aside personal uh, appetites, and, and, and be willing to let God lead you. A heart after God is a servant's heart. In the face of success, you have to have this kind of heart. So in everything David did, he had great success because the Lord was with him. I mean, think about it. He knocked down the big giant. Amen. He slain his, he slain his ten thousands. He enjoyed great success. Mm -hmm. David, in the face of that success, kept a humble heart. In Psalms 115, to you alone, he said, O Lord, to you alone, and not unto us must glory be given us. How about you today? In the face of success, do you have a humble heart? See, God wants us to enjoy success and to be successful. But the question is, how do we handle success? Oh, as human beings, we like to pat one another on the head and hand out the trophies and the ribbons and the awards. But you see, in God, the, the success comes with a, with a contrite heart. To you alone, O Lord, to you alone, and not to us must glory be given. So with any success, let me tell you something. You have to be ready to be humbled. You have to be ready to trust. You have to be ready to grow. You have to be ready to serve. 
You have to be ready to do these things because it's a repentant, trusting, serving, humble heart that God is looking for. And that's what that's what the Bible says. Men look on the outward, but God looks on the heart. The secret to greatness is to build the man of Christ within yourself. Build in you those things of God. Build in you those things of Christ. And that's where greatness will will evolve from. Greatness evolves from those things, my friend. That's where it's discovered. So I, I just want to give you that little heads up today as you as you read God's word, as you study, as you pray. If you want to find that place in God, you see, let work from the inside out. Can you say amen? Work from the inside out and you will discover what greatness that God has for you today. I'm praying for you. I believe God has the best for you. And I just pray for success for you today in the mighty name of Jesus. Until next time, thank you. Thank you once again for being a partner with me in Jesus' precious and mighty name. Amen. And to all you all, I wish a prayer of healing and help and strength and deliverance in Jesus' name.